Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Smackdown Review podcast? Just my name is Phil Chambers and I am joined. He's back, everyone. It's Gareth Morgan. After oh, the yeah. heights of Simon Miller last week, we're back down to earth. Yeah, it's the uh, we're calling it on ups and downs. It's the devolution. I, went, I got to my final stage of evolution to be Simon Miller, and then I realised it takes a lot of food to sustain that body. So I've, I've gone back down, <laughs> gone back down again. Fair, but this is the SmackDown Review podcast, so we're going to talk all things Blue Brand. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast from. Because we do daily wrestling podcasts. We do wrestling podcasts about Raw, wrestling podcasts about SmackDown, wrestling podcasts about AEW, wrestling podcasts about NXT, wrestling podcasts that are roundtable discussions, wrestling podcasts that are interviews, including one with Nick Aldis that I think is going out sometime today, and wrestling podcasts that are roundup of the weeks, complete with bloody good quizzes on wrestle culture. But this is the SmackDown Review podcast. Uh, you've been off for two weeks. I assume you've been keeping up with the blue brand. What have you? No, thought? I don't. I don't watch wrestling in my nah, spare yeah, time. Yeah, Phil, yeah, do that now. I have been Such keeping. Chore. I've been. I've been keeping. Do you know what? Actually, any other show would be a chore because I was trying to keep I know, it right? raw, yeah, and I got like halfway through every episode, and I was like, I'm not doing this to myself. <laughs> but SmackDown, I, I couldn't not watch. It was yeah. It's just there's been a lot of good stuff to get our teeth sunk into, and all the Roman Reigns family drama just just when you think it can't get any better it just yeah it just keeps giving us more goodness i'm very excited to talk about it yeah i know there's a lot of it on this show and it's all so goddamn good uh but yeah straight away roman reigns is out first with heavy use of the roman sucks dot wav which i've got a feeling when crowd comes back it might be a slightly different reaction from Mm. roman i'm afraid i know they really want people to boo him and he's a terrible terrible human being but he's just so good at being a terrible human being i'm intrigued to see what his crowd reactions are actually going to be they're the best people, man. That's the way it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he calls out the Usos. And Jay Uso immediately is like, hey, Tribal Chief, what up, Boos? Uh, and then Roman's like, okay, it's your turn now. And looks over to Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, I acknowledge you. Like, I thought I already did that. You remember last year, Hell in a Cell, when you choked me out and forced me to? But anyway, tonight's not about that. Tonight's about becoming the tag team champions. And Roman's just like, well, good luck. You called the shot. Like, I get that. I do that. But when you say you're going to win, win. <laughs> go out and get the job done and bring me back the titles. Simple start. And then we go straight into the match. 
and there's a lot more to come from these three. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's always fun starting off with Roman. It's his show. Like it, it almost feels like we've said it that many times. It feels weird when somebody else starts this show. You're like, oh, Roman's not going to like that. That's that's yeah, his baby. And he, I liked. He was. It seemed like he was giving a lot more love to Mr. Heyman. I think he, he sent in this kind of a bit of friction there in some parts of his family, and like his allegiances being wavered elsewhere. And I think with Paul, he's been a bit like, oh, you don't go anywhere, please. Just <laughs> I, I butt you up. You're the wise. It was going in the wise man. Get going in the wise man. Do this. Yeah. Like, okay, hit the music for the cousins. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll do. That, I love that dynamic. It gets stronger each week. But yeah. I love the Jimmy Face <laughs> stuff. It's brilliant to see Jimmy kind of look at his brother and. Salty wasn't happy with it either. You know he's not, he hates Roman. Hey, shut up. Salty. 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 Yeah, this ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> You'd have thunk it, the little dog does not like the big dog. That's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at with this. So, yeah, like, I like the Jimmy and Jay dynamic right now. I think that's... It's great to see Jimmy look at his brother and just be like, what, what is going on with you, mate? What, what have you become like? And yeah. Jay's just torn. I love that. I love this Jay character. Now we're back. We were in the losing streak of main event Jay Uso, but now we're back in just conflicted gray areas Jay. And that's where he's at. Yeah. He operates he's playing it. playing it so, so well as well. I love it. It's all fantastic. But yeah, the first match is indeed the Mysterios versus the Usos for the tag team championships. Um, I love immediately as well, like Roman Reigns is already taking ownership of the tag team titles if they win. He's like, bring the titles back to me. They're mine. Everything's mine. Uh, and he's obviously watching from backstage in his little dressing room because of course he is. Um, straight away, the Usos single out Ray and just sort of take him out throughout the entire match. Uh, he gets the odd hope spot. He kind of throws Jay to the outside and then there's a great bit where he goes for his like slide out of the ring splash thing that he does but he slides under the ropes and then he gets caught straight into a Samoan and dropped onto the commentary desk. Looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, eventually Dominic gets the hot tag. He like dives through the ropes to both of them on the outside, hits a crossbody for a two count, hits a springboard tornado DDT for another two count and then the Usos get a blind tag sort of as they were fighting on the top rope and he hits him with a pop-up Samoan drop sort of double team move and then uh, Dominic sort of pulls down the top rope. So both of the Uso Usos go toppling over the top rope to the outside. Ray jumps off the open apron to hit one of them, but then gets super kicked by Jimmy. And then Jimmy gets back in the ring, super kicks Dom. And as he's going for the big splash, Dominic gets his knees up and then he rolls him through into this cheeky roll up. One, two, three. Dominic Mysterio pins Jimmy Uso, but does he? Because they showed it afterwards quite a lot. And Jimmy did have the shoulder up. Uh, for the two, but the referee was on the other side and he didn't see it. And then straight away after this, we see Roman absolutely livid backstage and he just says to Heyman, bring him to me now. He's just... And a really good match to start off the show, though. I love this. He's just... He's, he's really... I don't know, growing and growing. Like, just when you didn't think he could grow anymore as this just maniacal villain. Yeah. He's just, bring him to me. It was terrifying. And like... I, I do like the fact that WWE are finally starting to incorporate the the weird finishes where somebody's actually got their elbow or shoulder yeah. off the mat and like it still gets counted as a three. Like they, they thought, oh, there's potential there. It happens enough. Why not use it in the story? <laughs> so I, I like that as well. This this was brilliant. Like the, if you just look at the match in itself, the drama outside of it's its own thing. It's a brilliant yeah. thing. But the match was just I want to see a full series of this. Like it feels <laughs> fresh, even though we've seen Rey Mysterio go up against the Usos a lot in the past. Like if you really think about it, there was that spell. I think 
2014, I want to say, 2014, like 15, that kind of time. Like, I think he was teaming up with Sin Cara or something. I remember they went back and forth. And I feel like it's something we've seen, but now it's it's got a new coat of paint on it. And they've got the characters have grown so much. Dominic's like another just spanner to throw in that works, really. He's he's working brilliant with both of them. I I love that Samoan drop thing, like the the reversal from uh, the like the baseball slide like dive that he normally does. And even Michael Cole was like, I've never seen that before. And he's seen an awful <laughs> lot, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah. He, he put it over as well. I love this. Great match. And, uh, well, if you like it, you're in for a good night. I know, right? Because we get it again later more on that uh, in a bit. But, yeah, love this. The Usos are just working so well again. Obviously, it's been a while, and now they're sort of back. And they are genuinely one of the best tag teams in WWE in the last sort of 10 or 20 years. They're absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. And, like, the, if you think back of the amount of fantastic matches they've had, over their career. The only problem with the Usos has generally been that they've had limited opponents to face. So that's why we ended up with like the New Day versus the Usos like 20,000 times, which don't get me wrong, is a hell of a match, but you know, you've seen it quite a lot. Uh, But like you say, the Usos feeling fresh again. I think the different dynamics of them as a tag team, their different characters within it, like Jay being sort of really hyper aggressive and trying to get his frustrations out on everything that he possibly can. Uh, whilst Jimmy's still sort of sticking to that same Uso style, like the little blind tags and things that they do, like they just understand tag team wrestling to a T and they're bringing it out and showing it and like putting them against the Mysterios who Ray is just spectacular in everything he does and obviously Dom's really really new at this but still amazing for how new he is at it and sort of uh, showing him how tag team wrestling is done by putting them against the Usos is just it's just fantastic really really loving this and yeah we get to see more of it later on who'd have thought the division again a nice shot in the arm as soon as you put those belts on the Mysterios it's almost like it should have two months ago crazy and there is a little bit of a renewed focus on the tag team mm. from last week which seemed like it was sort of tag team episode special of smackdown uh to this week they seem to be continuing the renewed efforts to the tag team division um so hopefully we can see some good things to come uh but yeah next up we did have roman reigns backstage and the usos came up and oh roman just tore them apart he he's well he first off started by saying like what the hell are you doing you lost to a child like you're embarrassed the family like you better go to Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville and like fix this now. And then he goes off on one and he's talking about how they're 60 time tag champs who made the WrestleMania show once in like less than a year. Jay with the universal champion, head of the table, tribal chief, like Jay's managed to close the show and walk out with his head held high. And then he turns and he says, do you understand my position, Jimmy? Except he doesn't turn to Jimmy, does he? He turns to Jay, you asshole Roman Reigns. And Jay just looks completely deflated and just like, I'm I'm Jay. And then Roman turns to him and says, well, the way things are going, does it even matter? And then walks away. God damn it, he's an asshole. Like, I don't know what's worse with this, that he, he genuinely either forgot and then just passed it off as, come on, does it even matter? <laughs> like, that's bad yeah. in itself. Or is, is he even worse? Is he just manipulating the situation uh, so much and he's so good an actor in the situation? Yeah. He's just going, no, nah, I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to push the button. Just After the last right week button. as well, when he was talking to Jay, like, do you really want to go back to being just an Uso? Like, oh, it's oh, you bastard. <laughs> it's just, and you can see it in Jay's face. It's like, it's frustration. It's like, oh, I'll show you. But then equally, it's like, He's got a point. Yeah. Oh, no. And I uh, just, 
we've seen Jim, Jimmy just just acknowledge the man. <laughs> it's, it's that easy. Oh, I hope he does that anytime soon, though. I want more drama. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But for the sake of Jay's mental health, do something, Jimmy. Come on. Um, but yeah, this is all fantastic. There's a lot more of this throughout the show, so we'll get into it a bit later on. But God damn it, Roman Reigns, you are not a good human. <laughs> not a good person at all. Um, so yeah, next up, we had an exclusive interview with Seth Rollins. I mean, of course, it's exclusive. You're the only people that ever get to interview these people, WWE. Uh, not that we've got a chip on our shoulder or anything. WWE haters. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Big E doesn't. Sorry, I don't Big E doesn't. Big e doesn't. We love Big E. Uh, so, yeah, backstage interview with Kayla Braxton and Seth Rollins, and she's talking about what he did to Cesaro over the last few weeks. And Seth's just looking really sort of smirky and pleased with himself. And it's like, I don't owe you or the WWE universe anything. And Kayla Bax is like, okay, well, what happens when Cesaro returns to SmackDown? And Seth just kind of looks at her, takes his microphone off and throws it at her and wanders off. Yeah, I mean, it puts Cesaro over. I was like, Kayla Braxton's on the bandwagon. This is it felt <laughs> yeah. like a, a big, big deal in this interview, even though he wasn't there. It's like, it's, um, oh, it's fine. Like, I, I like the attack a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I got to speak about that. I think it was like two weeks ago, yeah. that one. That, that was, I thought it was well done. Um, I we need to see the blow off probably at Hell in a Cell because I think both I'm a bit worried for Cesaro coming to SummerSlam. I'm not going on a massive tangent, but I feel like Seth's either going to end up with Roman or Edge, and I feel like Cesaro's in real danger if Roman gets put up against Brock or Cena or somebody like that. I know we're dreaming really big here, but it's looking like a yeah. big show, SummerSlam. But I've got a real bad feeling Cesaro might. Go missing towards that card, and I think yeah, I don't see where he ends wrong. up. Do you know what I mean? Stretch this Seth Rollins out. Like, surely Hell in a Cell match has to be the blow-off match for mm. this because the they've been doing it for quite a while, and I don't see. Yeah, I don't see where Cesaro goes next. There's no logical step that isn't a step down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Once you get once once you reach the top of the mountain, you get into that main event spot. You either win the belt or you go over to Raw. Yeah. I don't want to see him on Raw. He's going to get hurt. At all. Um, oh. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm liking the Seth Rollins character, though. He's working every week. It's just, yeah, crazy sort of mad Seth Rollins. Um, kind what, of what, what did he get on the dripometer this week? The drip? What, uh, it what? wasn't his best, I don't think. <laughs> oh, my God. I go with I go 62%. I yeah, I think right. that's about fair. He's definitely done better. <laughs> uh, but next up, speaking of the tag team division, Chad Gable walks up to the Street Profits backstage and he says that he's been analysing their tapes and it's obvious that you're, you're down. Uh, like Montez, he's lost at least six inches off his frog splash. Angelo, like his sky high is kind of more like a grounded medium. And it looks like you kind of need some professional management from an Olympian in Chad Gable and the Alpha Academy. Why don't you unleash your inner Alpha? Because Chad Gable, he wants to get the smoke. And the Street Profits are just like, no, hard, no, pass. Moving on. I hate doing this for Chad Gable because he's brilliant as his own thing. But so many Kurt Angle vibes in, all the, in the best way possible. In the best yeah. way possible. Like, heel Kurt Angle. Like, you guys, you could be as good as me. So here's what we're going <laughs> to do. And it's, it's great. He's just, I want more of it. I want this every week. Just him trying to recruit people and getting shot down and getting noticed to go <laughs> and kill them later on. It'd be great. Uh, but yeah, there's good stuff. There's more of this later on as well. So we'll talk about it more as we go along. Uh, but next up, we had Jimmy and Jay backstage with Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville. And these shows are not happy at all. Like, you see how that went down, talking about the ref finish. Uh, and Pierce is like, 
well, yeah, we did see it, but the ref's decision is final. But like before he could finish his sentence, Sonia Deville kind of butts in and says, well, yeah, the ref did make a mistake, so we'll review the footage and we will take it under advisement. More to, to, to this weird dynamic between Sonia Deville and Adam Pearce. I'm kind of at the point where I just want them to get on with this thing with yeah. Adam Pearce and Sonia Deville now. <laughs> I feel like they've started it a couple of months too early. That's yeah. the issue. Because it's got to lead to... treading water with it. Like they're just repeating the exact same thing over and over again, just with different people on the other side of it. And I feel like we're going to get to a team Sonia versus team Pierce, but the the logical place for that to happen is a Survivor Series, but I yeah. don't think they're going to keep this going yes. that long. So SummerSlam probably to keep this going for that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That could be Cesaro. Team of the the head of team Sonia or something. There you go. Hey. Hey, they've been uh, threatening to get Adam Pearce into a match for a long time now, so maybe they just do Adam Pearce versus Sonia Deville and leave it at that. That'd be <laughs> team Sonia all the way there. That's Sonia smashes Adam Pearce. Be done with that. Um, so yeah, they're going to take it into advisement and we'll find out more later because next up we had uh, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan comes out and Michael Cole immediately says, oh, Liv Morgan goes it alone this week. Doesn't have much of a choice, Michael Cole, does she? I wonder why is that, eh, Michael Cole? Maybe it's because you fired a bloody tag team partner, you stupid WWE. Horrendous, uh, this wasn't it? Ruby and Alistair, like just yeah. not a mention. Murphy as well. Murphy was technically Murphy as well. We should probably talk about this quickly just before we get into this match. Yeah. The fact that they have seven active female competitors on SmackDown now. Oh, it's That's it's it. it's just, it, well, it was that thing we, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Like, I think it not women's wrestling on SmackDown, like the total time they've been seen on television hadn't exceeded 10 minutes for like for months, yeah. And I think it did briefly i think one or two yeah. weeks we got it i don't know if this week it might have edged closer with the bianca bailey segment maybe, maybe. you gotta go maybe do you know what i mean and this wasn't a long match either no so uh do better wwe because yeah, just either bring some women up or just give them time like they showed it carmella and Liv morgan i could watch i could have watched that for 10 minutes alone i thought i thought that match yeah. was like it really got you're gonna say now nah, we're gonna go into it but i thought it was really good for what they had yeah however Still got issues with this as a thing. We've been asking for ages for storylines that involve the women on the roster that don't involve a championship because <laughs> they kind of, at one point in SmackDown last year sometime, they had a decent run of it and they had quite a few little stories intermingled uh, going down the card and then it kind of just devolved into only the tag champs feud and only the like main women's belt feud and even that kind of intermingled with itself way mm. too often. So we've been after just storylines that don't necessarily involve a belt and okay this is it i guess start of it but not feeling this at all in the sort of terms that they've put it because we had a couple of picture in picture interviews before the match carmella was doing her entrance she came out and she said that oh you've never seen anyone like me like i'm fire i'm the most gorgeous woman in all of wwe when i step in the ring with live you won't be able to take your eyes off me and i kind of like that Okay, and then we had Liv Morgan come out and she said, oh, you think you're, it's so cute that you think you're like the most beautiful woman in WWE. Like, I think you're a seven at best. Uh, I know how to make you a 10 with my boot in your face. When I'm done giving you the Liv Morgan makeover, no one is going to want to watch you because they'll all be watching me. Yeah, this isn't the storyline I was looking for, WWE. No. I, in any way, shape or form, this is the most basic thing you could possibly imagine, the most sort of 20 years ago, bull 
crap WWE women's storyline that you could possibly think of rehashed in an age where it's just, yeah, let's not have any of this. This all feels so face value rubbish. There's nothing here. I, I really don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I think, it, again, I think the, the criticisms, we, it gets exposed more on SmackDown because... We've had, like you said, last year, we had a good streak there with the, the Bailey Bianca stuff, the Mandy Sonja stuff, where they meant something. All the feuds yeah. meant something. They, they were based in either competitiveness or genuine personal things, not just, I'm pretty. No, you're not pretty. I'm going to make you pretty with my boot. It, it's just, yeah. yeah. just I, Don't make me say it, but I think it's time we brush off the karaoke machine and get a real feud started again. Get <laughs> Lacey Evans in there having a, having a sing-off for Naomi. At least that was something. Do you know what I mean? We had a reason behind it. Yeah. It was like, booted me in the face when was, I was singing. Yeah, it was new at least. It's not just, oh, you're not pretty. I'm pretty. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, yeah. hate it. It's, yeah. yeah, Vince McMahon. Oh, let's do a women's storyline. What can it be about? Ah, oh, this one thinks she's pretty, but the other one thinks she's not. Do you know what I want? Do a men's version of this and see how it goes down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could you hilarious. Spread Drew McIntyre. I'm a pretty gay. Bobby Lashley comes out going, "You're not pretty. <laughs> I'm gonna make my boot go in your face." All right, then. Then you'll be pretty. You're like what? Stupid. So bad. So bad. Base level crap. Don't like it. The match itself really, really short, but I thought they put in quite a lot of work into it. Um, you could tell Liv Morgan obviously with the whole Ruby Riot thing, like now kind of is in a position where she really needs to prove herself. Carmella as well hasn't exactly been used a huge amount on TV recently since her big vignettes and return. Like she had that one storyline and then kind of disappeared into the background. So hopefully at least it's getting them on TV and getting them in a storyline as well as that storyline is. Um, but yeah, like immediately Liv was really, uh, Carmella like slept Liv really early on and Liv was really annoyed at that and then started being really aggressive to Carmella, like chucking her to the outside, chucking her into the barricade, smashing her into the ring apron. Uh, and then Carmella kind of just got control of the match by kicking her in the face. Uh, and then a bit of offense, but the match only lasts about two minutes or something like that. Eventually goes into a drop toe hold, which she goes into the code of silence straight afterwards. Liv Morgan taps and then Carmella afterwards tells Greg Hamilton to announce her as the most beautiful woman in WWE. Um, so yeah, we were looking for more, this, more women's storylines, but this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, they've combined this horrendous storyline now with a terrible shame at man trope as well. Yes. Call me the best in the world. Just no, it, no, it doesn't work. It's not the right heat that you need. And in terms of them both getting better really quickly, because they have both got... Re- yep. Both of yep, these yep. women have just, like, over the last couple of weeks, months, when we've seen them on SmackDown, they're getting better, really putting the work in, it's showing. But... You're never going to be trusted to do these like 10 plus minute matches, like in the eyes of somebody like Vince McMahon, unless you're doing them, unless you're there, yeah. unless you're giving them those minutes. What happens when the fans come back and they start touring again and they randomly yeah. want just a, a women's match on tour? Like they've not probably wrestled longer than 10 minutes, maybe twice this year. It's, uh, I think they set themselves up for a hell of a fall as soon as these fans come back. Yeah, absolutely. So nothing against Carmella or Liv Morgan, yeah. the work that they put in in the match, like they tried really hard. They, did everything that they could with the time that they were given. Storyline, utter WWE crap. Not into it. Um, but yeah, next up, it was Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. They woke up to the Mysterios who were leaving early, guys. Come on, the show's not even over. Uh, they said that they've reviewed the footage, the ref made a mistake, and we're going to have another match later on. And that's our main event. 
Yeah, bad example to set to your son, that, Ray. Come on, let's get out. It, yeah. shows up. Come on. <laughs> and then it was Bianca Belair coming out, and she's just said that, like, ever since she beat Sasha Banks and won the title, Bailey's been pissed, and all she's done is laugh, and the laugh is actually starting to get to her. Um, but people have been trying to keep her down since she was three feet tall, and people kept trying to make her shrink herself to soothe their own insecurities, like playing mind games with her. Uh, saying, oh, Bianca, like you're doing too much, Bianca, you're a show off. Or they used to call her Manish because she was muscular and athletic, but then she just left them in the dust when she won trophy after trophy and championship after championship. And she's uh, she's never sort of had to, like felt uh, anything for the doubters or the bullies, uh, but no one's actually ever just straight up left in her face before. And it's just utter disrespect. And she calls out Bailey saying that she wants a rematch at Hell in a Cell and you won't be laughing then. And then this storyline goes really weird because after a while you kind of hear a bunch of laughter in the background and then Bailey appears on the big screen and she's in a room that just looks like it's been wallpapered with photos of herself as a champion which I do kind of like and she says it's like her sanctuary that she comes to and she's coming live via satellite and she accepts the rematch and says like when I beat you I won't be the only one laughing and then she starts laughing and then the screens in the Thunderdome kind of start to go dark and then they're slowly replaced by Bailey's laughing face on every single screen in the Thunderdome, laughing at Bianca Belair. Very reminiscent of Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, we said this on the news, didn't we, that we were very worried that The Fiend was suddenly going to pop into this storyline somehow. Like, it was just, nope, nope, no, 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 none of that. Keep that away from these two women. It's a weird one, this, because I feel like every time it's edging towards being what you want it to be, just I'm better than you. No, I'm better yeah. than you. I, I was like the longest reigning champion ever. No, but I'm the new kid on the block. It's like, that's great. That's what I want. Every time it yeah. seems to be tiptoeing towards that, Bailey starts laughing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what the program is right now. And then like, don't get me wrong. I think it probably did what it needed to do because it was annoying and weird. And I think Bailey's trying to be annoying and weird, maybe to throw yeah. off Bianca. Here. And that's okay. I get that. But uh, it just, it pierces the hole that is the Thunderdome. Like you do, like we're trying to, I know none of us do, but they're trying to make it be a thing where it's like, oh, you believe the fan noise. They're yeah, like, like you forget you just... a little bit. Yeah, and then suddenly that happens. You're like, oh, yeah, they're in a building with loads of yeah. LED screens. It's like, cool that you can do that, but how the hell do you expect me to believe anything that happens after <laughs> this? It's just... Yeah, the whole point of wrestling is to suspend your disbelief and just like believe in what's happening in front of you as if it's real, because otherwise it just doesn't work at all. Uh, and yeah, when you pull yourself out of that, and you're kind of forcing people to pull yourself out of that. It just seems like they've, they've, they've stopped caring now. They're like, oh, fans are coming back. Yeah, YOLO. Yeah, <laughs> let's, just do. Do let's use these screens while we've got them. This very much feels like, oh, we've got these screens and we're not going to have them for much longer. What can we do with them? Let's put Bailey's face all over them. It just didn't land for me, this at all. This storyline, like you said it on the news as well, like when they started doing the thing about the hair, like, okay, that's something that you can latch onto. Like Bailey thinks that she's cheating for using her hair and she has used it in the big match against Sasha and the big match against Bailey. Like that's something that you can latch onto and a little bit of a story nugget that you can, you can run with. And then they just turn it back to just Bailey laughing. And that's kind of it. And it's like, yeah, she's trying to play the mind games, but at the end of the day, all it is is Bailey laughing. <laughs> And it's, it doesn't feel like it goes much deeper than that, even though I think WWE are trying to make it out like it does. Do you know what saves this? What salvages this feud? If they bring Extreme Rules forward, so it happens before Hell in a Cell, and they have a big blow-off match, and they destroy the Thunderdome, and do you know what it's called? Do you know what kind of match it is? An Extreme Rules match. Hey. Yeah. Terrible. Sitting on that for a while, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I do hope someone does destroy the Thunderdome though when yeah. they leave. Oh, it, it has to. Speaking of that, because you know, when like like historically, whenever WWE would change sets and things like that, like someone has to go through the set or like something has to happen to the old set. Like, well, they need to do something to the Thunderdome where you just see it all sort of collapse in on itself, like a big set of dominoes going around. That'd be pretty cool. They've had little teasers of it, haven't they, over the last couple of months where they've smashed yeah. certain bits, but just have an all out brawl, have a 10 on 10 match and just batter it. That'd be great. Uh, but yeah, not feeling Bailey versus Bianca as a feud as much as I want to. Um, I don't know. They just, everything there seems really, really simple with the Bianca Belair situation as the champ. They had it with Sasha. It should have just been boss versus the EST. It's kind of easy. Who is best? This one, Bianca Belair, which is this amazing, athletic, like charismatic baby face going up against Bailey, cocky, heel, like who has been the longest reigning women's champion. It should be quite simply proving that Bianca is the best and proving why she has that championship and putting her over as the best in the division as the champion. And I don't think any of it has actually put over Bianca. Like she's got herself over through it just by being so goddamn likable. But everything else feels like it's kind of going against her at this point. Yeah, I, no doubt it's going to be a good match, though. And that's the frustrating thing with this. And I feel like we yeah. say that every single month. It's like, uh, terrible program, but the match will be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Once ah. you get WWE out of the way and actually let performers perform, it turns out quite well. But they should just do that more often. Um, I, yeah. I can't wait for fans to come back and just like just as a really th- quick thing like when when you come back if like any american fans out there when they get back on the road just boo when it's bad just yeah. get it so we'll get it it'll go Be hopefully it'll really disappear honest with your reactions to absolutely everything and give them hell when they need to be given hell because it's something that's been sorely missing in wwe is that utter defiance of the fans to go to go along with their bull crap uh, and yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance 
app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, so next up, it was the Street Profits, and they were backstage again, and Otis was pacing around in front of them, and he goes up to them, and he's like, ah, Chad just tries to help you, and you mock him like you need to apologize right now. And Montez, not Montez, Angelo Dawkins is like, we don't have to, we don't owe you or like anyone else an apology. And then they say that like Chad's just uh, holding you back. And like, what have you accomplished since you've joined with him? I think you need to like check out the academy, get your money back. And Otis is not happy with this and punches them in the face and wanders off. It, I like this. I, I like just the idea of Chad Gable just getting annoyed with people and then like ramping up Otis in the background yeah. <laughs> and then just letting him loose. Otis plays that part really well. Just a just a, a bull in a china shot, really. Yeah. And this was, yeah, it was very good stuff. It was a hell of a slap. Yeah. And like we said with other things, it's a storyline that doesn't involve the championships within a division that sorely needs uh, expansion. So can't be too sad about all this. Yeah, it just makes sense. Have these two feud, then whoever wins goes on to the champion. Like it's, just, it's that yeah. it can just be that easy sometimes. Yeah, it can. It's quite simple. Uh, next up, Boogs. You've been away for all of Boogs. I've got to get your thoughts. What do you think? Oh, I'm. I'm a. Do you know? Do you know how big a fan I'm of Boogs? I put a tweet out the other week, I think now, saying I'd change it to my ringtone. I have genuinely changed that initial. Arrival of Boogs, and that woke me up this morning. It was great. It's so good. Again, it's just it, it shouldn't work because it's it really shouldn't. The thing, like, just that he's playing his guitar to that, like, that's the thing I've so sorely missed is somebody doing a live version of Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. Like, yeah. when they did it with the violins, the, the guitar, really the guitar one at WrestleMania 35, and I sound that 34, sorry, and I sound really sad here. It makes me tear up whenever I watch it because it's just so. <laughs> Just what I love, the theatricality of wrestling and just the fans being like, yeah, being on board with it. It's just, it makes me feel good. So whenever I hear that now, like a live arrangement of it, I'm on board. I, you can yeah. do whatever you want with him. You can have him do this stupid King nonsense for a while. That's fine. Just have Boogs coming out, screaming every week. It's getting Boogs on SmackDown, man. This is great. Is. I'm loving it. Loving life. Fantastic. And yes, speaking of stupid King nonsense, it was him versus Baron Corbin once again for, I guess, all of these matches are just for ownership of the crown now. That's a thing. Pat McAfee's having a tournament. Hey, you need a tournament. <laughs> Pat McAfee's very excited about all of this anyway, right. though. Um, but yeah, um, it was another short match from these two. We've, it's pretty much the same match we've seen for the last two or three weeks. Uh, Corbin took out Boogs on the outside with a bit of a clothesline, balls back in, Shinsuke hit him with a leg sweep, goes for a kick, but Corbin ducks, and then he kind of just grabs his head and pulls him backwards onto the mat, gets him with a bit of a roll-up. Uh, one, two, three. If you're going to do a huge roll-up storyline in the first bit, maybe just don't do it here. Mm. Let him hit him with a deep six or something. Like anything. He's got good moves, Baron Corbin. Why can't he just use one? Um yeah, and then immediately as he wins, rolls out, he gets the crown, but as he's running off with the crown, Baron Corbin, uh, not Baron Corbin, uh, Boogs grabs Corbin's legs and then Shinsuke kicks him in the head. Shinsuke gets the crown back and as he puts it on, they rock out going up the ramp. Um, 
I mean, it's the same thing we've seen for the last three weeks, but Boogs, Boogs saves it somehow. <laughs> That's it. And like, look, it ain't going to get a big pay-per-view blow off. I don't think it is. It feels like a TV feud just because the way we're having match after match after match. Yeah. Like it's probably going to be maybe another match next week and then it'll be done, hopefully. I mean, by the time we get to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, they've probably had enough matches to warrant a Hell in a Cell blow-off. <laughs> well, yeah, you make a Put very the crown on the top of the cell, first one to get to the crown wins. <laughs> I like that. I do like that, actually. But I think it's good for keeping Shinsuke in this babyface gear right now. Don't just suddenly turn him and put him in a tag team with Baron Corbin, which is something yeah. you could see them doing. Don't do it. Have, have him stay with Boogs. My God, when they come out in front of a crowd and Boogs is going, Shinsuke Nakamura! <laughs> it's going to... Oh, that'll be it'll be a party atmosphere in any stadium. Yeah. Easy money, print the money. Knack just seems like he's getting his mojo back. I like yeah. it. Yeah, he just, he just looks like he's having fun. Like he doesn't That's... really care. He's just having a bit of fun with it. I, I kind of hope we get Boogs versus Corbin at the pay per view, maybe, or just Boogs versus Corbin at some point. Um, yeah, you want to see. I, I don't know. Match That's the only point. issue with this. I've no idea where this is going. Like yeah. they've done the same match for three weeks, where it's ended with a roll up, and they've just been swapping who wins each time. You try and think with mid-card heels. Go? <laughs> mid-card heels now, it's, it's an odd one because you've, you've got Apollo, but he's kind of, say, up a mid-card. Yeah. Aaron's almost the gatekeeper, isn't he? In, in yeah. Right now. And then there's nobody else that springs to mind. Alistair Black would have been good. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just there doing... Oh, wait, he's not there. He's, Buddy he's, Murphy, maybe? No. <laughs> it's you know, it's looking very weirdly thin, that mid-card now, outside of the IC title scene. Do you know what I mean? It's yep. a weird one. It's almost like you shouldn't release uh, release talents out of nowhere with no plan. <clears throat> almost. Speaking of mid-card heels, though, Commander Aziz uh, was backstage and he ran up to oh, Kevin Owens, took him out, threw some stuff at him, goes for the Nigerian nail, but as he's about to hit him, like refs pull him off and then Cruz just walks by pointing and laughing because we are getting Apollo Cruz versus Kevin Owens next. Um, Cruz, uh, Kevin Owens is selling the ribs straight away there from the injury from the pre-match attack. And that's pretty much the story of the match, just Cruz going after Kevin Owens' ribs as much as he could. But I thought this was a really good match. Um, Kevin Owens was selling it really well. Like he went for the pop-up power bomb, but like couldn't hit it. Like he goes to like bounce off the ropes for a dive. But as soon as he hits the ropes, like the pain in his ribs is too much. Uh, eventually he managed to muster up the courage to hit a swanton bomb, but Apollo Cruz gets the knees up and then hits him with a German suplex for a kick out, hits him with a standing moonsault for a kick out. And then he goes up top for the frog splash, but he misses with the frog splash. Kevin Owens super kicks him, hits him with the pop-up power bomb for a two count. And then Apollo goes to the outside. And I really like this as a finish as well, because it's something a little bit different. And Apollo Cruz loves doing move on the apron. <laughs> he hits Kevin Owens with a DVD, a Death Valley driver on the apron, and then just kind of rolls him back into the ring for the one, two, three. Really like it as a finish for something a little bit different. Uh, sells the injury to the ribs, and it's just a different move. Like you don't have to either mm. use your finish or a roll up to win a match. It's like, oh, there are other things that can end a match. Uh, so really, really like this. And then straight away afterwards, may as well get it out now before we talk about the whole thing. Sami Zayn runs in as Apollo Cruz is celebrating, uh, kick, hits Kevin Owens with a haluva kick. And just yells at him going, like, oh, you see what it's like? You're already hurt. And someone comes in and makes it worse. That's what you did to me. I didn't kick you. Karma kicked you. And wonders off. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed this as a match. And I assume we're building some more Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn stuff. Uh, not sure what happens next for Apollo Crews. Gimme KO and Sami and Helena. <laughs> do it. Do it, you cowards. 
Please. <laughs> Give him oh. 20 minutes in the cell. That is just, that's unfair on the rest of the roster. It's just I know, unfair. Yeah, no it's, I mean, like I just said, that this, this mid card now, it's suddenly in a very strange situation because... I'm quite happy to watch Kevin Owens keep hunting this IC title and that'd be a thing for Apollo, gives him like some of the difference to be going out for a bit. But we can't really have Apollo go against Big E again so soon because yeah. that's that's kind of it's run its course. And I don't Big think he ever just lost his feud that they were building to because <laughs> that's it. The black. It, so it seemed like we had these it seemed like we had those clear paths. You know what I mean? We had the Kevin Owen Apollo thing, the Alistair Black Big E thing for a bit. Sammy was just going to be Sammy. He was keep popping he can up and everyone. Kind of, yeah, appear anywhere in the midst of all of this, and it kind of makes sense no matter where he is. If he's trying to go after the title, it's because he got, it was stolen from him. If he's trying to go after Kevin Owens, it's because he didn't believe in his conspiracy. That's like he's one of those weird characters that can mm. just fit in wherever. <laughs> so fluid, but I think it's maybe you could do a triple threat. Maybe have have KO and yeah. Sammy going for the IC title. That'd be interesting. Then you'd That'd have fun. you'd obviously have some moments where Sammy's allegiance is suddenly changed to go, Hey, remember, man, we were friends, and KO just bars him for it. Like that'd be that'd be fun. That'd be something yeah. to hell in a cell. But it's what happens to Big E? I know he didn't even he was had nothing to do with any of this, but it's a bit yeah. like, oh, he's he's been just left hanging a bit, and I don't think he deserves it. He's been kicking all the ass. So weird. What a weird. What a difference a week can make with this division. Yeah, it is odd. Like it felt so focused and there was just so much talent in the division that you just can only see good things from it. Now it just, there's just question marks of where it's going, whether it's just going to rematches or whether something's new. And all it really took was Alistair Black getting fired, obviously, right in the middle of a big push storyline. And it's kind of just throwing everything up in the air. And just, yeah, not entirely sure. No matter what, the talent is there. The matches are going to kill it. I just there's, not sure where there's it talk of people obviously being called up from NXT now out of the blue just to probably fill places, but I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be overly eager as <laughs> anyone in NXT right now. Yeah, they'll use me for a weekend. Oh, I've been released. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, weird one, weird time. Um, but yeah, great, a really good match though between Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens. I thought really good story with the injured rips. Kevin Owens sold it really well. Apollo Crews. Didn't have to use Commander Aziz for the finish, amazingly, which is always good. Used it at the start, but I mean, I'm fine with that. At least it's something different. Yeah, like the, like you said, the DVD on the um, on the hardest part of the ring yeah. that should be used more stuff on yeah. the the hardest part of the ring. Like, because if it is the hardest part of the ring, you'd probably take advantage. Like Kevin Owens yeah. used to power bomb the crap out of people consistently. Like, I, I'm I'm happy for this, and then just there's nothing stopping people just rolling them back in the ring and getting the pin. Like, it's it's a clever move from Apollo for me. Yeah. I, I quite like it. Indeed. And then we had the final entry in the Street Profits story and they were just backstage on their own this time. No Chad Gable or Otis. And they just said that the only person being disrespectful here is Chad Gable. Like we just tried to give Otis some advice. He wasn't feeling it. Uh, but Otis better stay away and mind his own business because they're about to send him back to the dump where he belongs and uh, that the Street Profits are up and they want the smoke. And yeah, this is the bit where you just kind of think to the Street Profits like, well, Chad Gable was only trying to give you advice as well. Like, <laughs> wasn't being that disrespectful. And now you were pretty disrespectful to Otis. So it's uh, kind of, you deserve this, guys. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that baby face thing of, oh, they just they just disagreed with the heels. So they, but they're the faces. So you it's better cheer them. <laughs> no, they, they, they were kind of in the wrong with this, but uh, yeah. I'm they fine. Kind of assholes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, well, is it going to teeter towards a heel? No, we don't need a heel turn there. No. Like, let's, let's keep them as the baby faces. But 
it's typical WWE bullying babyface booking, yeah. so it doesn't really surprise me. But the matches will be really good, so I yeah. don't mind. And we are going to get that match next week, and it is a renewed focus on the tag team division, which is desperately needed for a very long time. Mm. But we also do need some new teams in there. Just the Usos isn't enough to completely revive it. We need some something else. Again, I don't want to see like all my NXT babies get cherry picked, but there's there's some crackers down there. There's a yeah. hell of a hell of a division that they could just get one or two from there, and it just it fill out Raw or SmackDown. Probably prefer SmackDown, but yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. And then it was time for the main event, and it was the Usos versus the Mysterios again. The Usos completely like exploded out of the gates in the start of this. Going uh, against Dom, they singled him out this time, whereas in the first match, they singled out Ray. Uh, eventually, Ray gets the hot tag, and um, he's running running around, and then he's eventually like on Jay's shoulders, and Jimmy gets the blind tag in, uh, goes for the roll-up before kind of Ray just like rolls through it. And then he hits a baseball slide, goes for his slide splash under the ropes this time, but it works this time, hits him, gets a 619 in the ring, tags in Dominic, and as Dominic's going up top to hit him with the frog splash, out of nowhere, Roman comes in, smashes him with a Superman punch, spears Ray uh, while he's shouting to the Usos, like, oh, two times you lose, two times you embarrass our family. And then he throws the tag team champs around all over the place, chucking them into the barricade, smashing them into the steps. He gets the steps and he just smashes Dom in the face with him as he's shouting at Ray, like, what, you're going to let me whoop your son? And then he just immediately hits Ray in the face with the steps, chucks Ray over the barricade into the Thunderdome, and then just utterly beats the crap out of Dom. Not since uh, Brock Lesnar have we seen someone just completely dominate Dominic Mysterio as the Uso is just kind of, watch on in disbelief, not having a clue what to do. And then Roman gets him in the guillotine choke, chokes out Dominic to the point where he's passing out. And Jimmy's like, come on, like, that's enough. Like, let him go, man. Like, he's out. Like, let's not not do it like this. And he walks out of the ring. And as he's walking out of the ring, up the rampway, he shouts over to Jay, like, come on, dog, you with me? And Jay kind of looks like he's about to follow him as Roman walks up to him with just this look on his face. Just like oh he is not a happy chap and as he's doing that jay just kind of cowers down to every whim of, Ro- of roman reigns stays with him in the ring and roman just kind of looks back to dom starts punching him again hits him with a massive power bomb and yeah roman reigns completely destroying the mysterios because the usos are about to lose again yeah and i quite like the cliffhanger element of this really because yeah, it wasn't like, oh, what's going to happen next thing? But you didn't necessarily see where Jay went like as the, as the cameras rolled yeah, off. Yeah, he was still rightly. in the ring looking torn. And like Roman was still beating the crap out of Dominic as the cameras went off. So it's like... Phil, he it's might be still there. He might, he might be still be there. Be safe yeah, for Dominic. space to be. You know what I mean? Dominic might be dead <laughs> by now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's... it's um, I liked all this, to be honest. Like It does make me laugh with Michael Cole every time like somebody comes in for a sneak attack. He's like, oh, who could this be? I'm like, who do you think that is from behind? <laughs> who else looks like Roman Reigns from behind on that roster and wears a Roman Reigns T-shirt? It's like, come on. So, yeah, that in itself was, I got it. I mean, it just shows that Roman just has no faith in his cousins yeah. at all. Like, they could have pulled out a super kick because he went for that frog splash. He didn't yeah, he know. He could have got but... his knees up, could have done something. No, he was like, nope, it's dumb, it's dumb. Nope, he was, he was he on the way down when he was in the 619. He was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's, let's go and do this. So that was hilarious in itself. Dominic, man, you got to stay away from your dad. Bad things happen. <laughs> Brock thing. Really does. 
the Seth thing. Remember the Seth with the kendo yeah. sticks? Him and Murphy. Yeah, yeah, he disappeared. He got dusted away. Like Murphy, he did it to him as well. And now he's just been obliterated. It's just this also made me quite selfishly want to see Roman Reigns against Rey Mysterio. Yes, there it is. I was going to say the same oh, thing. We only <laughs> I said got this it. last week that if it somehow builds to a Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio match, even if it's like one match on a pay-per-view, one and done, Roman Reigns kicks the crap out of Rey Mysterio, I'd still be really down for seeing yeah. that because Rey's one of those people who just got that will to make you believe, just ultimate baby face and up against a guy like Roman, I think that'd just be a fantastic mix. <laughs> it's a safe call as well because yeah. no one's going to complain if Roman wins and no one's yeah. going to complain if Rey wins or loses. You know, it just, everyone wins in that yeah. and they're going to be great matches and it ain't going to happen. Sorry. I don't yeah. think it will because the WWE will probably just go down a different route and they've obviously won the tag belts right now. It's it's its own thing, but it'd be, yeah. oh, just the little glimpses we had here. I was like, oh, just give, give, us, give us it once on SmackDown. Yeah. Just once. Give us one little thing. Like, yeah, that'd be great. Dominic could have a good match with him as well. It's, there's so much. We're not even onto the drama of the family stuff like that. With know, Jay, yeah. stop killing him. He's already dead. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was great. Like, that's fantastic that Jimmy's not, in a position now where he's bowing straight away. Yeah. He's the, still not really doing anything about it. He's not no. like fighting Roman to get him off Dominic. He's no. just like, come on, man. It's like, like he agreed. He was away. like, right, all right, I don't mind. But we're still a bit kind of yeah. operating in the gray area, but it's a bit, it's a bit awkward. Yeah. It's a kid. No, it's a kid. Well, yeah, it's Roman, Stop. Yeah. Like, I, I like the that. look on Jay's face at the end when Roman reigns, like he didn't say anything to him. Mm. He just stared a hole through his soul with his madness and jay was just completely deflated about it i just like oh my god what do i do it would, it would have been, it would have been the icing on the cake if he literally just went go on jimmy what are you gonna do it's like, yeah it's jay all <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah i oh and this this is what we want from our weekly television like just a nice little angle at the end where you're like oh what's gonna happen next week now i need to see it again but not an awful lot has technically happened in the last couple of weeks it's just jimmy's come back he's not acknowledging him jay kind of is that's technically each time it just kind of ramps up in intensity that little bit and that little bit and now it's like oh my god we must be like either at breaking point or close to breaking point and then it's just how much does it take until jay just snaps and either destroys jimmy or destroys roman like it's gonna it's gonna happen one way or the other and the mad thing is we're like what a, a couple of weeks now maybe three weeks three weeks away from hell in a cell yeah still not clear he's going after that belt like you could see a jimmy roman thing you could see maybe the usos going for the tag titles again with roman yeah. still being kind of a prick cesaro maybe even getting another sh- it's so open but it's not open in a way where you're like oh there's no direction in this this main event so it's not like nxt right now it's just the main event's just a cluster fudge yeah it's not like that it's like there's just a lot of potential to go in different areas and every one of them i feel like right now is going to satisfy me which is yeah probably the best company you can pay to smackdown it's not perfect like we said the women's division it just needs they need to apply the same mentality they're applying to the men's division to the women's division. It's that easy. Because yeah. if you did it vice versa, everyone would be going crazy right now. Yeah, absolutely. The tag division's looking great. Like, I think it is got like maybe a couple more teams added into it just to keep it fresh. Yeah. The main card's not at a point where it's like unfixable. Just needs a bit, a little bit more focus. Yeah. A little I think bit it's just a bit more question marks of that one of like, oh, this has happened. Well, what do we do now? But it's definitely yeah. fixable that. 
So as a whole, SmackDown's it's still it's the it's the best show WWE have right now for consistency, yeah. and I think a lot of it bodes down to the fact Roman Reigns is your boy at the top. Like he's just yeah. it's amazing. What just one guy at the top, and then the amount of storylines that's not it's not even like one guy putting himself over at the expense of everyone else either. Like every single storyline that he's done, he's elevated people up to his level rather than him going down to other people's levels and like making sure that they're that low on the card. It's everything he's done has built up the show, built up the people surrounding it, even though they've been in losing efforts. I think that everyone's come out the other side a little bit better off having faced Roman Reigns. And just the story itself is just so compelling. And the work from Jay Uso, like, um, can't be denied either. He's been absolutely fantastic in his position. And the timing of this all now, coming into Hell in a Cell, when you think back about what happened at Hell in a Cell last year with Jay versus Roman and him choking out Jimmy to make Jay acknowledge him, like the timing of this all has come around so perfectly with the switching of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It's, I kind of want Jimmy versus Roman at Hell in a Cell just as a weird little bookend to this storyline, but I, but then you can't do the same outcome. And what happens? I don't know. I think you do Jay as special guest referee. I think that offers up something brilliant because you could have, it could be a moment where Roman's just, just, I don't know, choking out Jimmy or spearing him or just being horrible, like to the point where it's excessive and Jay super kicks him and realizes, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what have we just done? And then you've got that and then he'll have to try and explain that away and like if Roman still comes away with it. There's a lot of story potential there if he did that, went down that route or at least had Jay involved in in a cell or something or just around. I think there's um there's parallels that you could do without keeping it the exact same outcome because yeah. I don't want to just see Roman doing a monologue again and like to, it was great first time around. But yeah, yeah, but you can't just, do the same thing again. No, and but this I trust them. I really do. They've never let us down at this point when it comes to pay-per-view matches. I can't remember the last bad Roman Reigns pay-per-view match. Yeah, it'll be well before this run. He's yeah. not had a bad match, full stop, in this run at all. Everything's had something, some story that's come out of it that's been fantastic. Or like it's all they've all been different as well. Like it's truly like really a fantastic run that he's had at the minute. Like if you think back to like recent day WWE probably one of the best championship runs in the last 10 years, at least. Like, I can't think of anything better. Is he going to break the modern world title reign record, you reckon? I kind of expect it to, because yeah. obviously Punk's still got that. So that well, he's good. got WWE championship. I think Brock had the universal one. Ah, uh, did he actually? Have yeah, it? I think I think Brock did uh, it, or he got pretty close. Like, yeah. I think it was 400 plus days. Nah, fair enough. But yeah, I can see if Punk's still got that 430 or 400, whatever it was, day run. Uh, WWE chucking Roman into that just to like there you go punk you're done yeah. like, that's I, your one thing gone <laughs> oh, I just I won't put it past Roman just putting it on the line in the Royal Rumble and winning the Royal Rumble as well and just stuff like <laughs> yeah. that I could just I just oh, give me more we're not I, I, I never thought we'd say this we're not getting enough Roman <laughs> I want more <laughs> more Roman uh, so yeah another fantastic episode of Smackdown again mainly because of Roman Reigns he's just so goddamn good it's ridiculous uh, but with a lot of changes that can be made, especially the women's division. I think that even the tag team division has probably overtaken the women's division in terms of quality at this point, which is a sorry state of affairs when you're in WWE and how much they hate tag teams. Um, so yeah, more focus on the seven women you have on your roster on SmackDown. Either bring someone up or get more storylines. I don't even know 
what you can do at this point. And don't, this Carmella Liv Morgan story, that's not the one. Get rid of that right now. I will be fine if you never mention this again and just move on from it because I don't want to see any more of that kind of thing. Uh, anything karaoke. 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 That's the way. That'll do it. That'll <laughs> kickstart feud after feud after feud. <laughs> Uh, but this was the SmackDown Review Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you want, you can chat to us on it about on Twitter about it all. You can follow me at FillMyChambers and you can follow Gareth at, at GMorgan04. And you can follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. Like I say, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast from and leave us a five-star review while you're there to put a smile on Adam Wilborn's face. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening and most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day. Bye-bye. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify. And break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.